Fitness Pro Mentors community, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. Today I am here with two people I absolutely love and one that makes fun of me for being Canadian all the time, Precision Human Performances, Johnny and Michelle. Johnny, how are you today? I'm great, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing all right. Why are you an asshole? You know, it's just my natural flow. Natural flow. Awesome. And Michelle, welcome. It's so nice to see you. Hi, Brandon. Always nice to see you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I have one question right off the bat for you guys is how the heck do you put up with Johnny? How do you do it? It's been a learning curve, a long learning curve. <laughs> awesome. But, you know, you got to love him. I love it. So everyone, if you're listening to this and you have not heard of Precision Human Performance, they are one of Chicago's leading West End personal training studios. They have been operating for 11 years and have gone through so many different iterations of their studio, but a natural evolution to progress and serve their community better. So I'm super happy to have you both here, Johnny and Michelle, because I love you both as friends. I admire you both as colleagues, and I'm hoping we can learn some of your secrets and wisdom of things that you've learned over the last 11 years and even more so because you guys are young people and have been doing this for a little while. Happy to, happy to oblige. That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, right off the bat, there's one thing that's unique that I think that everyone you could learn from. And then Johnny, Michelle, you guys are business partners. And I know a lot of people have talked about how they, from a business perspective, try to avoid partnerships at all costs because there's always challenges and turmoil that pop up, especially in smaller business sectors where it's a 50-50% go. Um, I was just wondering, Michelle, I mean, could you speak to how you and Johnny have made a partnership work over the last 11 years? Yeah, I think, you know, it's just like any other relationship, learning um, how each other will react to certain things, learning what our strengths are, learning what our weaknesses are, and working with those, bringing each other's strengths to the surface, and then learning how to um, let go of some things. And I know me specifically, I like to just kind of do everything myself and realizing that, hey, that's not going to happen in order to run a business and make it run smoothly. Um, and there are a lot of things that Johnny can do better than I can. So let's work on this and try to make it so that um, everything isn't on both of our plates, but it's a team. It's a team effort. And um, we bring each other to a, a better level as a professional, as owners, um, and find what works. Um, and I think, you know, trusting that we're both there for each other all the time. I think that's the one thing that's been a constant um, throughout these 11 years that we know we have each other's backs no matter what um, from, you know, bringing other people on and um, the ins and outs, the ups and downs of the business. That was the one constant is we always had each other's backs and that I don't see changing. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think she touched on something really important. And to me, that's trust. And it's not just trust in the sense that, you know, this person has your best your best interest in mind. It's trust in the other person's expertise and knowledge and thought process to where if, for example, Michelle opposes me on something, right? 
I don't try to argue just to be to be right. I assume that she has a really good counterpoint that carries a lot of weight. So I might not be right or as right as I thought, or maybe there's a third solution, which usually is what happens. There's usually a third solution that comes from us going back and forth, right? So you asked like, um, you know, in previous conversations, you know, I talked about maybe some examples of some conflict we might have had. Well, in a lot of ways, we use each other in conflict daily um, as a trusted sounding board for an idea that we have to see how much friction or it gets or how much traction it gets. And we trust that if she pushes back hard on something, I, I reconsider my position. If she's like, yep. And on board, then I'm more confident in my, de- in my decision. And I think that goes uh, both ways. I think that's great. And so, I'm wondering, Johnny, I mean, on that point, because, I mean, you guys kind of both spoke to trusting and strengths, which is really, really great. And obviously, both of you, I mean, from what I know, you have very strong characteristics and then also unique education sets that you bring towards the table. I'm wondering, Johnny, for you, uh, in your opinion, what is a, a strength and weakness that you have when you're coming into any sort of business decisions in the gym that maybe Michelle has the opposite of that you guys complement one another with? Well, I think one thing for sure, one of my weaknesses is that I'm not as measured as Michelle. I'm a little more of a cowboy about things. Um, so I want to be, be like, let's go. Let's roll this. We're going to do it. It's going to be amazing. So when I get an idea and I get a lot of them, I get really passionate about it. Um, and I push it. And um, Michelle is far more measured than I. And I know that... Um, that's one of her strengths. And I think that that's um, an example of what we talked about, how this yin and yang and this trust thing has to happen. And what Michelle spoke about, you know, was that early on we found ourselves both working on the, the same things versus figuring out who is better suited for what. But you can't really do that unless you trust the other person because you will have a hard time letting go of a certain of a certain aspect. Or you might be resentful at first if you're the only one doing a certain thing before you realize the importance of that dance. Now, that brings up an interesting question because that kind of like leads me that I know that I met both of you at uh, Resistance Training Specialist Mastery Program in Oklahoma doing the same mm-hmm. courses. And Johnny, you just said something I thought was really interesting is that, you know, are you guys focusing on the same things moving forward? Michelle, do you think to have a, a partnership and even maybe just a business in general, and this leads into team building and culture. And I have one more conflict question after this. So bear with me on that stuff. But on that note, you guys were both studying that paradigm. Um, I know Michelle, like me, you both were teach. You were teaching for the RTS program like Tom. Do you think that teams or partners should be learning all the same methodology to really create like a one unified voice within the business and the team? Or do you think that it might be better to have like similar philosophies, but lots of different areas of expertise and education to build almost like a unique Avenger level team? Um, no, you know, I think education is, is an interesting discussion, um, but I think it, it all comes down to values, right? Which, which touches on this concept of the topic of culture. 
Um, I think Johnny and I both have a the same set of values that um, frames all the decisions we make and how things get done, how things should happen in the future, um, how we structure things. And it's very intentional. Um, and it's the foundation of everything we do. And it's what we try to instill in our employees and even our independent contractors um, consistently and leading by example. And that doesn't include just one mindset of one certification or one educational um, bias. Um, I think it had that also has been a trend, a a little journey, um, you know, because you, you kind of find something you relate to and you hold on to that. But then as a leader, um, as owners of a business who also need to be leaders, we need to um, uh, empower people to be better themselves. And just by having one bias towards one practice is selling everything else short. Um, so pulling in different uh, higher education degrees, different certifications, different exposure to everything in the fitness industry. Maybe it isn't even the personal training realm. Maybe it's medical or uh, therapeutic. Um, these are all things that exposing people to will not only make them better, but us better as a company because they are a reflection of us, which builds the culture and builds our brand. I love it. I, now that on that kind of like team side of things, um, I want to ask this to Johnny because he's a bull and he'll say something ridiculous and I think it'll be really good. But um, on the, on like the like conflict side of things, like if you have a disagreement or something's not quite lining up, I'm just curious, I actually just thought of this and I hadn't wrote this down, is that if you guys have quite a large team, which is absolutely incredible and I want to explore that because it's obviously from day one to now amazing. But if you guys ever had it that there was a disagreement amongst one of you two or someone else on your management team and some of the team members got involved and there was accidentally a divide amongst team members that required some mending and conversation. Have you guys ever had anything like that before? I can promise you if we've had that, that's been on Michelle's end and not mine. How do you mean? Um, what? <laughs> in, the, in the sense that, listen, I mean... Uh, Michelle's people skills and her ability to make everyone feel like part of, of our team far surpasses mine, right? It's a little bit of like good cop, bad cop. Um, so knowing that um, that's sort of the angle that we take, probably if there's going to be anyone who's going to um, have a concern or an issue, not, not only might they feel more comfortable or more safe coming to Michelle. I think she just fosters that because she's so amazing with all of, of our people. Whereas I can, I can be a little more blunt. So that's definitely, um, in my experience, I've never had anyone come to me and be like, yeah, you know, it's thing with Michelle, not once. Michelle, have you had anything like that? <laughs> Um, are, are you referring to an overall business standpoint? Cause we have, I think, you know, we've, we've had some experiences where we want to make people understand that they are part of the business, right? And we want people to have 
to be working on the business rather than be in the business, right? To like understand that let's let's be PHP together, um, and everything we do and everything we say, um, and so in order to do that, we brought people in a little bit closer to the business, giving them a piece of the a piece of the pie, right? Um, and we've learned from that. I think you know understanding a little bit more that. Um, that can create a divide. It can create some differences because the same set of values, the same practices aren't necessarily in alignment. Um, but luckily, because we are who we are, um, bridges aren't burned and there are no bad feelings or hard feelings because in the end, if we're all professionals, um, it works out well and we understand what didn't work. So um, I think we've learned that way. But as far as a one-on-one -on -one and um, people coming in and saying things, you know, I, I, I try to um, really sense what people are, th are feeling and if they're happy and if they're not. And it's not about Johnny or me being better or worse. It's we present differently to people. And, you know, a lot of times we get called mom and dad, right? You don't like mom better or dad better. It's just you go to one for something and you go to the other for something else. <laughs> so that's right. how I see people looking at us more. That's yeah. Johnny. I mean, to be honest, Brandon, um, you know, we're going to we're going to have to dig pretty deep, I think, for any examples of what you'd call true conflict. I mean, we've been lucky enough in this business to to find each other um, to, in a lot of ways, grow up together through this industry um, and to align ourselves with the right people and to make the right hires. Now we haven't always, but for the most part, that's been the truth. So any turmoil we have had has almost been just constructive banter to get to um, the right the right place and the correct, the correct answer through discourse. So there's definitely discourse, um, but it's constructive and um, we've been pretty fortunate to have always like a positive experience and a positive community outside of the normal frustrations that people may have with one another that are momentary and fleeting. Well, thank you so much for answering those. I mean, I mean, honestly, those were a lot of like genuine interest questions because having two people helping, because I know what it takes to run my ship here and it's a lot of work and I've got an incredible team that helps me do that. And I know that, you know, this, that African proverb that's all played out is alone. I go fast together. We go far. Well, for me being quote unquote, the leader, I can make a decision and then the team here together, we can implement it. But I'm always just fascinated how, if there were two of me and me and someone else, how we would go, okay, today we're going to buy these 10 prime machines and these are the machines we're going to get. And we're going to do this move and get rid of these equipment, how you go about doing that. So I really admire both of you for doing that because you guys are powerhouse leaders. I mean, Michelle, as you were saying, talking about being a leader, you guys are both leaders, but being able to lead together is a skill set that I think that not many can do. So I hope you don't mind those questions. I think there's a lot that people can learn from what you guys have done together. It's great. Well, I think too, Brandon, you know, when you opened this, the segment, um, you talked a little bit about um, how a lot of people might steer away from um, partnerships. And that's a bit of a foreign concept to me. Um, you know, when I 
began to examine the idea of doing something like this. And I think Michelle would say the same thing also that, um, you know, having someone with you navigate difficult times um, to support you when you need it, to celebrate you when you need it. Um, no one wants to be, maybe they, they do. I don't think people stand the same chance of success being in the foxhole by themselves. And whether that, whether that be through a whole team with one owner, I'm sure that's completely a plausible scenario for me. I wanted a confidant, someone I could trust, someone to help me get out of my own way. And I can bet that everything it took for us to get here, were I on my own, it would have failed. No question. Now, that's, that could be unique to me or to us, but I think that partnerships are an amazing thing. I think people have to understand their process to vet and find the right partner. Do you have any suggestions for someone to vet and find the right partner? I mean, for me, it was looking for someone with incredible work, work ethic, someone who inspired me, which Michelle did in a very short time, and someone I knew would have the potential to outpace me in order to keep myself honest. Right. If I, Michelle is tough to keep up with and um, that's always kept me on on my toes. Right. Like I can't get lazy with my studies. I can't get lazy um, with things that need a, attention. If I let myself slip, I feel that gap widening. And that is important to me. And that was a quality that I wanted to find in, in a partner. Because if I had to pull someone versus try to chase someone, it might not have gone as well. Well, Michelle's definitely going yeah. fast in that Mach 1, too, now. <laughs> For sure. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, it's funny. I Coming into this, I never would. I, I agree 100% with Johnny about partnerships and where everything is now but first starting out never would have thought i wanted to work with anyone i've tried my whole life to be you know do things on my own be as independent as i can not rely on anyone else for the outcomes that are happening in my life um so partnership wasn't something that i really considered which is why i think when johnny first came to me i was like yeah i don't i don't know about this but looking at it now i don't know i mean it, it I never could have done this without Johnny ever. Like there's, there's so many things I can't talk about this stuff. I'm going to start tearing up <laughs> that are just that I can't, I can't do alone. And he picks up that weight and it's just, it's a really good combo. So happy with it. There's also a little bit of luck involved, Brandon, right? To say that, that we had the complete foresight and had a, a crystal ball and knew the success that we were going to have would not be completely an authentic statement. Um, you got to take a leap of faith, right? You try to do your best to, to decide the character of the person that you're really committing to. Um, and then 
you got to sprinkle in a little bit of luck on top of that, that, that things turn out to be the way that you expect that the person is who you believe them to be and that the growth and the evolution are side by side by side. I love it. I mean, that's that, I mean, it's a silly analogy that Tom used to say about the whole first date, last date thing. I mean, I think that in these kind of like partnership scenarios, it really does apply. Um, and you guys have really gotten to know each other. Michelle, you got a little wet eyed there. I was just wondering if you don't want me asking, like, what were you Almost. thinking? Almost. You didn't get there. What were, you, what were you thinking? Not there. Um, just the care, the appreciation, the knowing you have someone that's a rock for you is, there's not a lot of people like that, you know? So when you find them, you appreciate it more than anything. And that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the, the feeling you guys, you guys have something amazing. And I mean, even talk, I've actually, it's been years since I've talked to both of you at the exact same time outside of text message. And so it's just, it's nice to see that chemistry. It's inspiring and it feels good. So why don't we shift gears here? Cause I think we've been talking about how awesome you guys are together for a little while. Um, I want to mine you for some wisdom and knowledge because I know you both have been You've been doing like education business stuff at the same time. And I think that that's a magical, tough balance to juggle. And so I'm wondering, Michelle, if someone right now, let's start off like this, because you guys 11 years, Precision Human Performance, Chicago, you guys have bounced from original location that was really open spacey, functional training style concepts to being smashed with, I think a Johnny said, or one of you said, with a garage looking filled equipment where there was all these different, yeah, all these different pieces of equipment that didn't quite match up. It was great. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Insane. Yeah, no space whatsoever, barely any. And then now to, I would say, somewhere in between where you've got more floor space, higher quality machines, not as many machines. And so the evolution and so many trainers, which is just like mind blowing. If we were to start at step one, Michelle, young Brandon, maybe not Brandon, because you made fun of me for being that character from the balloon, the up movie and all this stuff translucent. But you have a, a motivated personal trainer who you tell you can tell has got the energy they're going to put into trying to do something big and great. They're going to keep working and making it happen. And they go, hey, I've got my education. How do I get to where you are at? What kind of advice would you offer to someone who's fresh, ready to go? What kind of things need to happen before they can try to open a PHP? Um, oh. So I think um, I'm getting Michelle here, Johnny, you Michelle, you're up. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, that's something I've had people come to me and ask me that. And, you know, sometimes it starts with uh, how large of a facility or what type of equipment, or do you have employees? What's your business model? And honestly, I don't think any of that is the main thing that should be focused on. I think, Um, There are a few things that should be considered more than anything. Um, One is a system, right? What is your system? Do you have something that you are developing, designing? What is your product that you are bringing to consumers? Um, I think the next is your bottom line, right? You have to have finances that are going to keep you afloat. I mean, everybody is doing this to make money, to bring a certain brand to the community and that doesn't, that there's a cost to that, right? Um, so knowing your bottom line, knowing your finances, finding the investors you need, 
um, getting the right team in your corner from accountants to attorneys to um, any support that you have that's a resource to you. Um, and then making it have meaning, right? Everything you do, make it have meaning to you as an individual, rather than trying to put something out on, in the market that is what you think you should do. Um, because I think if, if we're just doing this to have a business to say, yeah, I own a gym, it's not going to last very long and you're going to lose a sense of vision and it's, it's going to be dull and everyone around you is going to see that and it's not going to be a very inspiring place to be. Um, so I'd definitely say those three things. I love it. I think that's great. Now, Johnny, I saw you jumping in there. What do you want to throw out there, crazy man? I think just to um, give a different answer than Michelle gave, which is um, fantastic. So I want to just repeat what she said. I think the first couple, the first thing I would ask the person is what is their motivation, right? Like, why do you want to do this, right? What's, what's the final destination? Um, and I think I would also... Um, I would ask them to look deep inside themselves and to find out what their tolerance for risk and for failure is. Like, how resilient do you see your people or yourself, right? Um, how much, how many times have you been knocked down? Can you pick yourself back, back up and still believe in what you're doing? Um, and I, I think that those are characteristics that people need to really ask themselves if they have to figure out if they have the stomach for entrepreneurship. And even if they have the stomach for it, um, will it bring them happiness and satisfaction, right? You can love something and not be able to build it. You can build something and not love it. You have to have both of those things. And I, I think that uh, luckily Michelle and I have those both, right? We both care very deeply about um, our company first and foremost, well, each other first and foremost, our company, uh, those things are kind of the same thing. And I think that we care deeply about the industry. And, um, you know, we used to think about being like, you know, industry changers. And, I, and, and, and I've sort of changed, changed my perspective on that and think that we are motivated. And one of the things that we want to do is just to show people really what the industry what it is. I think there's a, there's a misconception out there on um, what the gym or fitness or personal training um, world even should look like. And I think that that's been one of our biggest motivations. Well, it's funny you say that because I mean, you said industry changers and I know, I mean, I, I know that Johnny and I, you and I've talked about this and Michelle, you and I talked about this in Oklahoma. I mean, I think that all of us who go through this kind of unique biomechanics, education world, uh, we all feel like, oh, I know something that no one else, everyone else knows. It's new perspective. My thought process is so far in advance. I have to share it with everyone so I can try and change the industry. And, and I don't know, I mean, I want to ask Michelle about this, but for me, I, feel, I had a similar thought and I just felt like defeated and kind of bummed out and it just didn't really, I didn't feel like I was making any change. And then where I started to feel like I was actually making a change was when I wasn't trying to make a change. I was actually just trying to lead by example and just do the best I could within Strata and my team. And I just didn't care if anyone else noticed. I just wanted our clients to have a good experience. And then I look behind me, I'm like, oh, there's actually kind of a wake here. 
Um, Michelle, would you say that for you, you guys are just focusing on making PHP absolutely the best and you've had a similar experience? Yeah, I, I, I think um, it, it is kind of lonely having that knowledge, the biomechanics knowledge, the uh, knowing that you there's so much more out there for you to learn. Um, and we want to um, we, we want to have the education. We want to bring the education to people. We want to bring the industry to a place where um, personal training isn't an embarrassment to tell someone that is your career, right? And I think that's what got me into teaching um, is how I make the biggest impact. I can do that for my clients. I can do that for our business. But I want the people who are coming up the ranks now to understand that personal training isn't, is, isn't just this random thing you do while you're a bartender. You know, it, it is a career and it is something you can do really well with um, and shouldn't be embarrassed to own up to the fact that you are a personal trainer. Um, and working with a lot of students, it's, it's really interesting how the, the, the academia is and what they're being told and what they think and how as much as you try to tell them and show them, it's so physical therapy, occupational therapy, athletic training dominant in the kinesiology realm um, that I would love to see that change to just have students understand that working one-on-one -on -one with someone um, in the personal training, on, on, under the personal training umbrella could be ex extremely important. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And you guys spoke about student influence and I wanna ask Johnny about this because he told me about some amazing award you guys won last night. I think that'd be a great talking point. But Michelle, for you, one more thing on that, like on that educational note, um, you and I both spent a lot of time being educators for other people's programs. And I know I was, but we were both teachers for Tom Purvis's RTS program. And honestly, I'm ever grateful for the experience I had of going to Oklahoma and Peter, uh, because honestly, the way that program was delivered, even if there's some crazy energy that comes from it, that uh, it really challenged me to think about things differently. And it helped me meet amazing people like you. So I don't feel so lonely on an academic sense. But we both stopped teaching. And for me, I've talked about a number of times that I stopped teaching for Tom, and I'm really not trying to do too many in-person things because frankly, I felt like I spent way more energy promoting other people's processes. And it, it took away from me helping my clients and helping my trainers. And I already have two business models. I got the business model of helping clients and then the business of helping trainers in my facility. I don't need to add a third thing. Uh, what kind of struggles did you have when you were doing, because you're like me, you were doing that, you had the clients, you got your team of trainers and then your international trainers. Uh, what kind of struggles did you have with that? Very similar, very similar. Um, I had a couple struggles. One that I was putting so much time and energy into something that wasn't PHP. Um, and I had problems with some of the content. I questioned it. And the more I taught it, the more I was able to question it, which is why I encourage people to teach because that's when you truly get to question the things that you are talking about. Um, once you have to explain them 500 different ways, um, you find some holes. Um, and I'm very grateful I did because that led me down to a, a path of even further education. 
Um, but the same thing happened when I started teaching at North Central College. I was putting so much time and effort into it. And it's like, wait a minute, we have an education program. Bioacademics is PHP's education program. So all of that time and effort should go into that. Um, unfortunately, COVID put a little um, pause on all of that, but um, it's something that we're still very passionate about and are gonna continue to always do because education is what we were founded on, right? One of our um, main values and uh, finding ways to continually try to bring that to, to as many students as possible is very important for us and we'll keep doing it. And if anybody is listening to this and you haven't heard of bioacademics, go on Instagram and follow all of their stuff because Johnny and Michelle, I mean, their facility is incredible, but the academic, the thoroughness, um, the courses, I know, Johnny, you got a course on inflammation. I mean, everything that you guys are providing and will continue to provide is of the utmost highest quality. And I can't wait to get out to Chicago. I want to check out your inflammation course. I don't want to listen to you talk for the whole time, but I'm really excited to hear the content and visit for sure. I'll have Michelle just teach it and that way you'll, you'll get the best of both worlds. That's awesome. You'd be in the back, like sign languaging the words and shouldn't show parrot it. I love it. Now, there's one thing that I would say that I am continuing to learn from you, and we've got some things here that work well, but I mean, you've obviously, you guys have, I would seems on the outside at least, satellite view, seem to master this, and you have created an incredible culture and team uh, at PHP. I see, like, you have so many trainers there. Every trainer I see a picture of is smiling and happy, and it's dense and busy, at least it seems, right, with pictures, right? But the thing that's really cool, and I know that you were just telling me when we were off the air, is uh, that you guys won last night an amazing award in Chicago, the Malcolm X Passport Award, uh, Outstanding <coughs> Internship Site. And Johnny, I was just wondering if you could kind of speak to that and then your general philosophy around that whole thing. Sure. Um, it's an award that we got you. Can you hear us? We started an internship program um, a number of years ago. And to be honest, that's kind of when the light bulb went off for us. We were getting these you know, interns from really good university programs, exercise science, uh, kinesiology, um, exercise phys. And when they came to us, just like Michelle said, they were all thinking, well, maybe PT school, maybe med school. They literally didn't seem to understand that there were career options for them with that degree that they were, were getting. They saw it as a stepping stone or they were limited in their view of what that opportunity looked like. They thought it would, they'd be teaching like two group fitness classes a day and then trying to, you know, hustle members at a big box gym for, you know, 30 bucks an hour, right? So we're like, well, these people aren't even aware of what they can do in this industry. And that's kind of when it clicked for us and um, gave us a mission, right? So that internship program has led to a number of quality things for us, um, including employees, giving us a more clear vision on one of our goals is to um, you know, create careers for the people who we hire um, or for the people um, who are independent contractors who come in, they're still involved in our culture. Um, 
And so then through that, one of the colleges that got in touch with this is Malcolm X College. And it's a community college. And they do some really amazing work here in Chicago in regards to um, reaching some non-traditional students or people who may not have the resources to go to college and providing them with career paths that offer two-year degrees that make the people employable um, right away. They have a nursing program. They have a, a personal training program that um, we've gotten involved with. They have um, physical therapy assistant. They have um, med tech, all kinds of things, right? So they were inspired by what we did. We were inspired by what they did. We began to take on a lot of their interns. Uh, we began to just have some of their students come and just do straight observation hours. And um, we were surprised. Um, you know, they send their people to a lot of big box clubs, a lot of um, well-known brands. And we were surprised for this awards ceremony that we were we were you know honored as their top internship site. We kept the company of Rush University and some other really prestigious institutions who they work with. So it was really quite an honor. Um, yeah, it was great. Honestly, it's really incredible. I mean, I I knew you guys were doing internships, and I think that's absolutely fantastic that you're doing that. But it to be recognized in from this particular platform and being recognized as the top place for your particular field, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, Michelle, how does that feel? It, it was a it was a huge honor. Um, you know, we are fortunate enough to have um, Aaron Westbrook, who works with us who helped structure our internship program to the point where we have a full curriculum now, um, which it didn't start out that way. Uh, so not only having the two of us, but Aaron um, to help guide these interns and um, having the internship schools, the, the, the um, organizations that are responsible for them. And we're, partner with a, we're partnered with a few different schools. Um, they come in and they see what we do. And, you know, all of them are, are very impressed with the way the education is, um, just the, the way we, we educate not only the interns, but our trainers as a whole and how it's actually being done. It's not just something that's said, right? They come in and they see it. And um, I think that says a lot and we're really proud of everybody we have here. Um, and I guess it shows in the pictures too, right? Bringing in a, uh, a, a younger crew of <laughs> trainers has sparked a new life into PHP and uh, has made it pretty fun. And they're a great group together um, and that bonding and teamwork and TikTok videoing and all that stuff, <laughs> um, it, it shows it, that, that it, it brings a, a, a nice feeling to the gym. True story on the TikTok video. You tagged me an AIM performance with the toe walking thing. And so I watched it and I'm like, this is easy. So I'm in my, my daughter's, she's daughter's like a month old when you tagged me. So I'm in her room, like trying to get her to sleep and I'm on her little carpet and I started doing it in her room and both my feet cramped up and I was like, oh, son of a, and so I'm like holding her, but trying to make sure she won't wake up. And so I 
we'll do it. I've been practicing. It is way harder than it looks to do a toe crawl on the carpet for like a meter. It, way harder. It's so hard. I was doing it on my wood floor. I was like, oh my God, and I cramped up too. <laughs> yes. Brandon, I do want to touch on one thing that Michelle said. Um, it's going to take us back a little bit to some of the questions you were, you were asking us about our um, partnership. Um, I, we, we'd be amiss if we didn't mention more about our operations manager, Aaron Westbrook. Aaron came to us as an intern from University of Chicago. I'm sorry, University of Illinois at Chicago and has evolved into such a professional um, that we're so lucky to have him. And he takes care of so much of what we do that Michelle and I have been able to take things off our plate so that our ideas can um, have more of an incubator for her and I to think forward and to have someone helping us with the implementation of things that has freed us up in a way um, that has been fantastic for our growth. And um, that's a trust thing too, because for Michelle and I to be able to um, allow someone to implement something under our flag um, really uh, is a pretty big feat that seven, eight years ago, I would have said no one's allowed to touch anything but us, right? Um, so so partnerships are, are amazing, but partnerships are not limited to, um, you know, two people. Um, you know, he's a, he's in a partnership with us um, in a in in a sense of the word that this operation does not fly without him in the same way. But you said you didn't want me to interview him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you guys have spoken we're, so we're highly. Just <laughs> no, I've heard him speak. Very articulate. No, very good. Very, so very, he is talented. Brings up an interesting question. So I, you guys have done an incredible job. You're bringing new young energy onto the team. You have these interns, which is absolutely fantastic. And you have groomed, I shouldn't say groomed, but you have people that have kind of marinated themselves into these amazing positions like Aaron, as far as operations manager goes. I don't know if you would agree, but I have of the slight bias right now that for someone like an Aaron, and here I've got a few people that have groom, grown into particular roles. I don't know with this small scale, highly in, interpersonal business that we're in, where we're around people all the time and each person and changes the environment that you could necessarily hire an operations manager, but you have to have someone kind of go through work at your place and kind of have the characteristics that you can bring on and slowly grow into that position. I'm just wondering, Michelle, is that something that you disagree with at all? No, I think organically making it happen or, or having it happen the way it did um, would only lead to how it is now to bring in some we've we've had the experience we've, we've tried to bring in people to help us whether it be with marketing or advertising and they just don't understand our brand they don't understand the business and it doesn't go the way we would want it to go or the way we would do it um so aaron with his knowledge base and his presence and his ability to work with individuals and um, make people better as students, as trainers, as clients. It, I mean, it's, he does bring our business into a better place. 
And I don't think we could have brought anyone in that would have done that off the street, being labeled an operations manager. No. You know, we got we got great advice from um, from a trusted friend a number of years ago um, who has a successful company much larger than ours. And um, he advised that we look for talent and then you create a job. You don't create a job and then try to fill it. So we've tried to follow that philosophy the whole time. If we identify as someone um, that we think is talented, we're going to pick them up and we're going to find something or create something for them. Love it. I think that's yeah. the way I, we've done the same thing here with our operations manager, Taylor, our community manager, Glenn, Chris is our head trainer. I mean, for us, it's been, everyone has kind of grown into that. And there's, it's fun because other people that are here that are new, I'm like, ah, oh, I could see where you could fit here, but let's see how this goes and just see how the cake cooks over the few years. Right. I don't think Michelle, is it so all. rewarding to watch people grow and to become su successful? And to know that you played um, some small role in that is is rewarding. I, you know, Chris here, he worked with me and I saw him grow, but I would say like, you know, he was just, a, we were on the same train together and he did his thing. And Glenn joined here a few years ago and I've seen him grow. He's been through some of my classes, but Taylor here, he really inspires me because he started here as quite literally like this 24 year old, fresh out of school, worked three hours, worked a couple hours at a good life personal training club, came in here. And he's like, well, how do I get busier? I said, you know, go to the upper can our local mall and just start some conversations with some people. See how that goes. And I told a hundred people to do that. And he's the only one that went to the mall, had a conversation with some people and then talked about personal training. And he came back and he's shaking. And I said, how's that feel? He goes, well, I feel terrible. I just, I'm not used to talking to people. I'm like, great, but you did it. And he just, every challenge, he kind of just went out there and did it, no matter if it was fruitful or not, talking about the failures you mentioned earlier. And so, I mean, that inspires me. I love seeing people. I, I don't care how successful someone is. I like so, seeing someone learn and grow and make those changes. And then when they succeed, you're just like, that's, that's awesome. Like that just gets me yeah. fired up that someone now has a career that they grew into. And so I, I actually hate saying this. I've never met Aaron and I'm really excited to meet him so I could find out how terrible Johnny, you've actually been to him to help him grow into that <laughs> position and how nurturing Michelle Honestly. had to be to make sure he didn't cry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, I think that I think his perspective of going from a student to an intern who didn't have any intention of going into the personal training world, becoming a trainer and becoming a, a an integral part of our company would be a very unique business perspective on your podcast. I really do. I mean, if he's open to being interviewed, I would happily have him on. I'm looking for people in February right now. Um, tell him what, please tell me. I would love to chat with him and pick his brain. You know what? We go, we'll make it a job requirement. <laughs> that's awesome um no, he's happy to. so michelle i got a question for you oh sorry what were you gonna say oh no go ahead i was gonna say that um one of you mentioned uh, michelle actually you mentioned that you were talking about these different aspects of business and you want to make sure that your offer is clear and you know what you're providing um and that you need to have some systems in place to help you get to that point i'm just wondering because there's a lot of people who will be listening to this that are you know they're kind of like the in, they're nomadic right now. They're on their own. They're working out of a place. They want to go out and scale and grow. I'm wondering, like, as far as systems go, as far as uh, marketing or sales, or is there any one particular system that you spent a lot of time focusing on that you could share some revelations with? 
Um, as far as the marketing and sales aspect of it? Really any system, to be honest, whatever stands out to you. Okay, I, I think um, being consistent with, if we're talking about a personal training uh, business rather than an ownership business, um, having a set system of from the time someone contacts you to the time you're in ongoing training with them, um, not only makes it flow better with the client, but it helps organize what's what your business is doing so you're not feeling like you're all over the place. Um, from having a really appropriate um, to use one of Johnny's favorite words, comprehensive intake process. Um, I think starting with that and be able to use that intake process to create some really well thought out strategic um, exercise exercises and programs for that client um, keeps you more engaged with them and involved in their program and their process as well as creates a system for you to go by with future clients. As a business, um, I also think having those same things in place are important, but then being able to track everyone you have coming and going in and out of your facility, that's something that just in the past couple of years we've been able to get a good grasp on. Um, having that checks and balances system of the clients that are coming in, the trainers that are coming in, who they're training, right? Having that scheduling system and holding people accountable to it uh, has been something that has helped make our lives a lot easier and the business run more smoothly. Yeah, tracking metrics, I think, has been like, it's an interesting thing that we've made some big changes with and we try to teach to our students a lot about because honestly, it seems to me, if you can measure everyone that reach out, sorry, write down and track everyone that reaches out to you, you might accidentally have people fall through the cracks. And we've been finding that a lot of our students are getting 50% new people just by following up people a few weeks because they kept their information and did it in a positive way. So I think like you were just saying, you know, having those numbers and staying connected is like, I, mean, I think that's absolutely key. Um, Johnny, for you, I know we've talked a lot about very different business things over time, and I always appreciate your perspective. Are there any particular systems, maybe different to what Michelle said, that's been important for you that you've learned over the last decade that's helped BHP? Um, yeah, I mean, at, <clears throat> at a risk of dating myself as a relic, um, you know, It's important to hang on to understanding that this is a business of relationships and not just relationships for business retention with the people that you have, um, but securing referral sources um, through relationships, right? I mean, that's something that as technology gets involved and as, as we look at, at social media and all these different important outreaches that we have, the one thing that I still really value is the people who you have and the people who you know are the best way to get in touch with new people. Um, you know, we're always trying to let our people know that our doors are open and that we have a, we have a, a mission and that I think people understand we're not just financially motivated. We want to help as many people as we possibly can. Um, and knowing that, I think that that makes our people who know us or know or know of us or 
physical therapists or physicians, whatever referral sources we have, know that we are very authentic in our desires to help. And so fostering those relationships, growing those relationships and not taking them for granted, I think is something that is at risk of people forgetting about as they get more uh, entwined with other marketing sources and um, ways to reach people. You know, I think they're all important. I think that the new uh, sparkly ones are much less at risk of being forgotten um, than what originally got us here and got this industry here in the first place was word of mouth. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that. I, we just, I just talked about this with a couple of people because for, for me specifically, because I was trying to build up my reputation and client list to the point that I had enough revenue to make something like this happen. And honestly, in two years, 60% of my client business came 100% from relationships developed with local professionals. And every month I spent a full month devoting my energy and time towards that one professional. And I had like a step-by-step -step thing where I would do this and we'd nurture this. Then I'd go here to their place. They'd come to mine. And every time I built a really great friendship and relationship that helped to get quality, not just like, you know, tick for tack referrals, but get quality referrals and be a relationship and also have new, a new companion because it wasn't just like I, I wanted to be like, hey, Johnny, I'll give you clients. You give me clients. It was that we built a relationship. And I think that, you know, I talk a lot about different marketing strategies, but if you don't have those key pillars in place of so those foundational relationship building skills, you got to skip everything else. You have to get good at building those relationships because it's, I mean, our relationship with you, I mean, we, this has all happened over years and these relationships will help shape you in the future, in my opinion. And Brandon, Think about this, when you have young trainers, let's say someone is fortunate enough to understand that this is a viable career path. You have a young trainer who is just getting comfortable with asking the, the, the people who want to give them money, money, right? And when they get to there, I don't even know, in our observation, it was a challenge to get a young trainer to understand that how to leverage the relationships they have in an authentic way to get more business. A lot of times a trainer's clientele doesn't even know that the trainer's looking for more business. And that's a failure in communication and a failure um, to help them understand the way to do that. Awesome. Thank you. Listen, I, I want to put a pin in today. I want to ask you each the same question. And then Michelle, I have one final question. That's the most important question I was told I have to ask you. And I'm excited to ask you as well, too. Um, the question I want to ask you both, and I'll ask Michelle this first. If you, because you guys have seen what we're trying to do in Fitness Pro Mentors, I'm trying to give as much education to help trainers have what they need so they can grow their business. And you guys have really done all of that. Again, like I said, you inspire me. Michelle, if you were going to give one piece of like business professional communication, salesy, markety advice to a trainer listening to this, what would be like the number one thing that comes to mind? Um, I would say take a business class. <laughs> um, Understand who you are as a professional and who your target market is. If you don't know who you are yet, good luck. <laughs> but yes, take a business class, know who you are, know what your business is, and know who your target is. 
I love it. Perfect. And Johnny, same question to you. What's your number one piece of advice besides Canada sucks? <laughs> um, I would tell people to um, learn how to position themselves in their clients' lives as a healthcare provider, the same as a doctor or a dentist or a chiropractor or anyone else and understand that your goal is to see this person through, through the entire bell curve of life, not just to prep them for some upcoming event. And if you don't see yourself in that paradigm, then that's where you want to start your own personal work on yourself. Amazing. Actually, Johnny, that just reminded me and you brought up something that I wanted to talk to you about, but what I'd love to do early next year, uh, I want to have you on again, because you and I have taught, and there's been some conversations I've had, we're talking about the, the shift between trainers that think they're fixers and correctors and therapists, and then trainers who are I think focusing on exercise and optimizing and strengthening. And I'd love to have you on and talk about this um, a little bit more, because I think that you have a really interesting perspective with your a diverse and academic background around this. So I appreciate that last thing you said there quite a lot. If you're open to that, of course. For sure. But we're going to ruffle some feathers, but you know, I love doing that. Oh, we got some, I got some episodes to ruffle some favors to set up 2022. And then, uh, Michelle, um, would you help us get some Mrs. Dash, perhaps? Mrs. Dash is a spice that is a sodium-free spice that there are some amazing flavors that the U.S. has that we don't have in Canada. My wife and I are missing out on these flavors, and I don't know what's going on. Would you be so kind to help us? I would be happy to send you a case. You can dash everything you need. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Johnny and Michelle, um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm not trying to just like butter your bread. I think you're both amazing. Uh, I've said this to many people here that if there was a PHP in this area before I opened this place, I'd be working at your place because you guys are doing everything that I look up to and am inspired by. And there are even things that you were doing that I, you guys started focusing way more on training and exercise where I was still in this kind of like fixer mindset. And I was like, oh, that's too different. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I 100% like see where you guys are going. So you guys are burning a path forward by just helping your people. And I just want to say personally, like for me, but also to everyone that looks up to you, thank you for everything you guys do just by being you. You're both amazing. And I love both you guys. That means a lot, man. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Brandon. Everyone, you can check out this episode on Spotify, Piverware, this podcast, but please check out Precision Human Performance, Bioacademics. And if there's anything else cool that you guys do, we'll let everybody know. Have a wonderful one. Thanks, Brandon.